What's going on, everybody? It is me, the PRIME, coming with another episode of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And I am here with a very, very special guest today. I got Miss Rona Bennett, the legendary, I'm called legendary icon, uh, Miss RB herself. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm talking to you. I'm like, all right, this is good. So I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, so, we're going to talk about a couple of things today, obviously, uh, in the vote. We're going to talk about, you know, saving your soul and, you know, you've been a life coach. So yeah. that is nice, too. Yeah. Um, first of all, though, because um, we do have some fans. I I wasn't into this. I was into other stuff. But <laughs> people say I have to mention the Mickey Mouse Club. So oh, how cute. I love they, it. They just want you. They they don't even want me. To, they just want you to send a message to saying thank, thank you. That's all they want. They say, hey, can you just tell her thank you for for growing up, for growing me up? So I was like, okay, I, I give her a message. That warms my heart. Tell them thank you, or you're gonna see it. So thank you all for like hanging with your girl after all these years. Uh, that's a major part of my foundation, the Mouse Club. So it's beautiful that people uh, you know still give it the love like that. That's what's up. Uh, I also seen you, uh, you were singing Week on there. I was like, oh. <laughs> yep, we were. We were our own kid version, if you notice the uh, yes. lyrics. Of course, of course. Don't use the lyrics a little bit. And uh, y'all recently had a 30th anniversary, right? Because I, I seen uh, the person that told me to send you this much is a big fan of the party. I'm assuming they're oh, making yeah. our club. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so he was like, okay. The party at Rona, I have to, you have to say something. So it's like, okay, I will tell her, I get it out the way because, you know, but thank you. I just had to give the thumbs up because they really uh, love you with everything. Oh, oh that's, that's the uh, Mouska Nation is what I like to call it. We practically grew up together. So that's what's up. Uh, but I mean, I personally, obviously you had a career before in Vogue with Mickey Mouse Club and you want to James Fox show? I just have to mention this a, a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna say it. The jingle off is probably my favorite thing in the show. Oh my goodness! Yes. yes. <laughs> it was. It was a classic thing. It was such a um, a special moment to be a part of, for sure. Who knew it was uh, gonna, you know, become what it it did. So my thing about the Jamie Foxx show is I feel like it's like, um, I don't want to say authentic sitcom, but I feel like they kind of keep going, even if it, like even if you're like um, going off the script, but if it's funny, I feel like they'll keep it in just to have genuine reactions. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I feel like the jingle off was in a sense, even though you had live, I feel like it was still like, okay, trying to make something. Well, you know what's? What's interesting is um, the way that that did come to be is uh, I was hired for, I didn't audition for that role. I had 
been hired for another role on the Jamie Foxx show sometime prior, but because the casting director knew that I was a singer and an actress, she just went ahead and took a chance on me and put me in the role. Cause she's like, you booked something before. I know you can do both of these things. They need somebody who can do both of these things. So I came in prepared uh, in a way that maybe I wouldn't because I was like, man, I haven't auditioned for this. I want to make sure I come in with my A game, you know? And uh, everybody kind of treated it like it was the run of the mill table read, which is normal. Um, but I came in with a little bit more chutzpah. And I think that um, Jamie wasn't, he wasn't prepared for that. And so the reaction that you got on television when he's like, dabbing his nose or whatever it was that's what he did in any way in the uh, table read the room erupted and and it just started to develop itself from there so it did kind of start somewhere but not necessarily in front of the camera you know yeah and those moments are nice you know it's talking about the white rice and the and i was like okay this is it's nice this is nice yeah it was cool it was cool uh would you on that show and like you are like singing and kind of acting on that show were people like check, try like taking more looks at you, or was it just like okay, she's on this show, so we can't really talk to her? How was that? If you know, you know, at the time it was uh, when I was a solo artist, I was signed to Dark Child Records, which was a subsidiary of Sony. This was when Rodney Jerkins was in his heyday, if you will. Um, so it, I wasn't really looking for anything else other than to expand on where I was. So I didn't really remember. And you know, the social media wasn't really popping. It wasn't popping yeah. at all at this yeah. time. So um, the way that people can find you now, they couldn't find you back then. So I guess it just was kind of a different climate, you know, for everything. Okay. Mm. Uh, and, and just one more thing about Jimmy Fox, I'm going to mention is the episode that you did with uh, Method Man and Red Man, I thought was <laughs> funny because I'm like, I'm surprised you didn't laugh at Every time they were like just in the scene, that's hard, it's difficult, but. We did yeah. enough laughing off camera, you know? So that was cool, it was funny. Uh, I know, especially the scene where you're singing and they come in the booth and they like, <laughs> doing like, I don't, I don't know how you, how you can keep a composure, but hey, that's why you, that's why you, you got chosen to do what you do. I couldn't, I would laugh. They were so creative and uh, talented and spontaneous. You know, so they just worked out perfectly. It was a lot of fun to record that uh, episode, tape it. Look, all the old terms, okay? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, you're, you're also in your solo career. And uh, the way that I heard it or that I understand was that you were doing a demo and Invoke heard your demo that you did for them? No, actually, um, I was doing a demo for one of my Mouseketeer brothers. Oh, okay, uh, Luna, okay. Shout out to Ricky Luna. He wanted me to come in and sing a uh, song for him. And so I did. And the guy that he was working with happened to be producing a song on Soul Flower, which was our 2004 record. And so after the session, he's like, I don't know if you would be interested in something like this, but Invogue is looking for another member. I'm like, really? That's such an interesting um offer if you will but I ended up meeting Denzel Foster uh one of the founders of the group he heard my stuff that I did with Rodney and then he heard some of my stuff as just a songwriter and he really liked uh my songs that I had they flew me up to the bay and then it was that was it after that once we met one another it just kind of clicked nice and uh you were 
people don't really notice you were still in there. You were Max and Cindy and Terry uh, at first. But I just want to know how was like joining, how was coming into it, learning choreography, learning your actual part. And um, yeah. I'm just going to get this out the way. I think you are, as far as everybody in the group, I think you're one of the most like, What's the word? It's not you. Is it utility member? Like you can do everything. Like <laughs> I I've seen you sing lead. I've seen you sing the background. I've seen you sing the secondary parts. Like it's just you can. You overall can just do what you need to do. Even even this year, you had to fill in for uh, Cindy for a couple leads. So I was like, okay, I like it. Thank you. I do my best to uh, kind of keep the integrity of the group, <laughs> what it needs. You know, uh, that's kind of been my position ever since I've come in and. It's worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand. It's like, yes, you can sing background on like, um, hold on, but you, I see you sing a lead on it uh, a couple of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see you sing a lead on uh, Free Your Mind. So I was like, she can do the lead. And that's why I, I was like, okay, Rona's serious. Because not to say that nobody else can do it, but right. even when you, when I seen you, it, it looked like you were supposed to be there. So Oh, I was like, okay. thank you for that. That's nice. Thank you. Um, but how was it learning the choreography to some of these songs? Even if it wasn't, it's not, it, it's choreography, but you know, it's still kind of free form so you can go into a movie and then you can, but how was learning all of that? Well, you know, I got a lot of practice being a Mouseketeer. That was mm-hmm. one of the things that we did. They, it was like going to a performance art school on steroids to me. I mean, we did everything from videos to dance numbers with five cameras to uh, many documentary pieces, if you will, uh, interviewing some of the biggest stars of that time. So they gave us a very well-rounded approach to the industry. So uh, one of the things that I did all the time was go to dance class and have to pick up numbers. We had, what, five shows a week? So you had to learn stuff pretty fast, execute, and we're on to the next thing. So that uh, developed muscle, if you will, was already there when I went to the group and um, proved to be pretty valuable, you know, for the space. And then it was nice just overall to kind of encounter some of the classic um, choreography that we all know and love from the group. I mean, you know, giving him something he can feel, working with Frank Gatson, uh, learning from some of the best, you know. You also came in and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but how many times do you think things change your your first time? Like, you know, Cindy left. I think Cindy was having the baby. That's all that's all she had to leave. Okay. And then Max and all. So how do you feel like, okay, we fare well, we're still together. We're, we're a unit as far as people leaving, coming, you know. Yeah. Like, how do you feel like you transition? I think the unique and cool thing about the Invoke brand is that it's really bigger than the does this make say the, the, uh, the it's bigger than the sum of its parts you know what I'm saying so um even though everybody is vital I think to its success especially of the original four um because the brand is what it is uh so long as we keep with the integrity of that it's almost like a plug and play sometimes you know so um thank goodness everybody is as talented as they are, that if we need to back each other up or we need to switch some things out, or, you know, we've been trained in such a way, we've been honed in such a way, uh, work ethic in such a way that we'll step in and kind of, you know, do what needs to be done. And then just kind of following the blueprint of what I think In Vogue is about, talent, class, beauty, you know, 
uh, it just kind of works. Follow the the brand, if you will. And um, if you mind, I, I know this is probably a question to get all the time. What? And I don't like asking these type of questions, but <laughs> what's your favorite song to perform within Vogue? Oh gosh, I like so many for different reasons, right? Um, and the first thing that just came to my mind, and I do this lead at this particular time, is um, "Give It Up, Turn It Loose." There is such a groove on that song. It just feels good. Max killed it, you know, when she did it. It's just, I, I like that song a lot. I've never mentioned that in an interview, but it's something that I really appreciate doing. Um, of course, doing something like Hold On is super dope, just because anytime the beat drops, there's just like an instant of appreciation from the people who are witnessing it because it was such a hit, you know? Um, and maybe doing, giving him something he can feel just because the choreography is so much fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, it's like. I know, um, right? Like, <laughs> Watch the headlining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say um, one that, not necessarily surprised, but one that was like, oh, I probably, you know, forgot it or whatever. It's lies. When I did lies. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Lies like my my style. Say word. I'm gonna go to saving your soul because I feel like this has something to do with my next thing I'm gonna say. But uh, I was just like, I'm gonna write a book about saving your soul. I'm a life coach, and how was that for you of, of that thought of doing this? You know, initially, uh, I had a buddy who was, uh, well, she is an IP attorney, which is like an intellectual property attorney and an entertainment attorney. And she's also a musician, right? And so I'm a life coach and an artist. And we were like, wow, what, how cool would it be to kind of have this comprehensive approach to the music industry? I mean, look at the, the amount of um, land or, or area that we can traverse just between the two of us. So we decided to kind of fill a void that was out there in the market. We were both looking for something that fed this aspect of things and it just didn't, it wasn't there. And if it was there, I think the last one was like 2010 or something like that. And so uh, we went on this writing spree, if you will, and we picked all these cool places to have writing retreats. And we just wanted to get this thing birthed out of us, but we never shared what we were writing. So here we are, fast forward three and a half years later, and we're like, okay, you ready to combine the book, you know, the, the information? And it just doesn't work. Like we're in two different places. We were not the, quite the same uh, type of writer. We didn't approach it the same way. And so we realized that we wouldn't be able to do this project together, which was a shocker for me. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, what? Am I throwing away what I just did? I'm gonna take and build on what I just did. Whoa. So uh, last year at the end of 2021, I just kind of came to myself, if you will. And I was like, what am I gonna do with what I have? And I finally read through everything that I've written over three and a half years. And I threw away about 75% of the book. Like a lot of this is not conveying what I even wanted to say now. Some of it's time sensitive. You gotta change what's popping right now, what's not happening, what's the new approaches, whatever. So I just went into a cocoon and started to think about what can I give people that could be valuable from me 
and still feel this void that I noticed was in the market even more so that there isn't an artist per se that has boots on the ground. Not that I'm looking backwards and telling you about the industry, but that I'm actually in it doing you know work right now and giving you what I hope is a bird's eye view from my experience and the things I've lived vicariously through to help you with whatever wisdom I have to help you take the next best step in your life. I already do it as a coach. Why not help people do it as an artist? It's not there. And so that was what fueled it. My husband, now husband, um, is the one that helped me to name the book because after he started to hear the content that I was coming up with, he was like, babe, this is saving your soul. I'm like, wow. And so it stuck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say y'all should go get the book because it's like, even coming from an artist perspective, saving your soul is still saving your soul. It's like, it's still something you should want to pick up and read and, and want to check out. When you uh, are a life coach, do you go into it like, I'm just going to try to be me? And if they maybe want to talk about, like, how does that work? Because I know some people, when they try to do regular things, people want to talk about their, what they are famous for. So how does that work for you? I'm not going to act like people don't know what I do, right? So some people know what I do, um, but I've been if you will, nurturing, cultivating this relationship with people for years now. I started coaching back in 2010. I started utilizing um, social media much better, maybe around 2012. I had my radio, web radio show in 2013. Like I've been growing with social media and I've been putting content out there. So people, some people didn't even know if I was still in the industry, that's how much I talked about coaching. So I think people, uh, a lot of people respect that I've been doing it for so long that my efforts seem sincere. I know they are, but for you know them to observe that they seem sincere and that I approach it with as much authenticity as I can so that I get dealt with in that way. So I don't find that I have that much of an issue. Of course, there are some things that fall through the cracks, but for the most part, I find people are coming to me for what I'm, I'm attempting to offer, you know, to help improve the conditions in their life. And, um... Since we're talking about saving your soul and, and industry, I heard you say you might add new stuff to the book, maybe even just uh, since, you know, obviously your life is still going, so you're going to add more stuff to it. Um, does that even help you relax? <laughs> relax? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm over here trying to power up so that I can prepare to write more because this book took so much for me to produce. There was one night, I'll just tell you real quickly, we were on tour with this mixtape tour that we just did with New Kids on the Block and Salt and Pepper and Rick Ashley, shout out to them. And uh, one night uh, the guys were renting out the, the, the movie theater and I think Mission, what was Top Gun may have been out or something was out there and they were- Yeah, like, Top Gun was out at the time y'all were on tour. Okay. So I think we were gonna go see that and I was like, oh, that would be so much fun. That would be so cool. I wanna see it. I love the classic older uh, version of it but because I was in the middle of formatting and editing my book and it was supposed to be coming out soon I said you know what I'm gonna stay back you know I'm being work ethic girl right I'm gonna put the work in you know and something told me while I was uh working through my time you know rope save this different don't work in this particular area of your computer but I was on a roll I kept going three and a half hours later gone and when I tell you I couldn't I couldn't even think straight. The tears just started 
rolling down my face because I felt like throughout the whole process, there was something else I had to push through to get it out of me. Or there was some piece of time I didn't think I had, but I had to squeeze, you know, editing in or squeeze this in while this was happening or squeeze that. So it really took a lot out of me to follow through. So proud of my effort. But then after I did this kind of this Grammy campaign, I just went for a Grammy nomination because I have an audio, audio version of the book. Um, I realized, wow, there's so much more that I can offer this work. Um, there's so many things that started bubbling up to my conscious mind that I feel could be really valuable for people to know. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm about to jump in again. So I'm powering up to jump in again because it, it took some things out of me. But I mean, man, I'm proud of myself on the other end, but it takes some serious focus tenacity and follow through yeah i mean i can when you put it like that i'm like okay i thought see not that i thought anything wrong i thought you just you know you're writing down something that happened in your life or something and you're going to expand on that later maybe so it's kind of like a diary thought like getting my thoughts out there and then later coming and expanding on but i didn't know you were you know almost to tears with hello okay i mean just from pulling within myself because i work so hard you know and i when you do if you ever do a book or anything um especially with me i want to give my best i try to operate in excellence and so my my editor told me she said you know what is you know what editing's like it's like you got a cat and she's like, you know how they got little, you just washed them and they got fur balls. You just got to go through with that fine tooth comb and comb out all the little hairballs. That's what you're doing. And I was combing out some hairballs and lost all that work. It's almost like somebody, right? So yeah, but it's okay. It's, it's actually a fun thing to express um, because that's what a, a reflection of life in so many ways. You know, what's on the, what's on the other side of the hard work? And I like to, I will do what's hard to get what's great. So I want to ask this question because I feel like this goes with, you know, like saving your soul and something in the sense of like uh, lifting you up and stuff. But uh, you've been doing this for a long, for initially almost 20 years, I want to say, right? Over 30 years. I've been. I'm talking, about, I'm talking just in vogue, just in vogue. Oh, in vogue. Yeah, almost 20 next year, next year. Yes. Yeah. So. Like, for example, you've been doing it for almost 20 years. People still act like you're like a new member. And I'm like, how was, you know, how is she a new member? But I guess it happens. But how, how do you, like, do you just take it and say, okay, thank you? Or do you just think about it and say, maybe, like, how does that, have, like, affect somebody, affect you? Um, I prioritize what I'm going to give my energy and attention to. I mean, is it that important whether they think I'm new or old? I don't know. I mean, I've chosen not to allow it to matter that much. Uh, do I th find it interesting, fascinating that people still call me that after I've been here for a long time? Yeah, sometimes it is. But I guess I've just uh, decided that I don't want it to mean that much. And so it just doesn't.
So you, when you came back, um, you know, you even did more than you did Electric Cafe and you did a movie, which I want to talk about the movie since it's December yeah. coming up. I just saw it last night. Uh, it was on TV one. It was so cool to see it again after some time. Yeah. I saw it like two or three weeks ago oh. and I was like, cause I knew it was a thing, but Mm -hmm. I was like, right, I'm gonna wait till it's closer to watch it. Then I watched. It, I was like, oh, okay, this is a this is a pretty neat movie. It was like you you were, you were yourselves, but you weren't yourselves. I was like, right, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I really like it. And uh, so, how does that make you feel that you have a Christmas movie? You know, about you. <laughs> I know, huh? You know, I was just, like I said, I was just watching it last night. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I we, you know, one of the things uh, when we first read the script, we all were pl very pleasantly surprised with what we saw. We didn't know what we were gonna get, but we were like, this is actually a pretty good storyline, you know? And so to see it put up on its feet and for people to take to it the way that they do, and now it gets played like every 
couple years or something, and it's kind of a part of the Christmas season. I think that's so cool. It's, I like the word you used, neat. I think it's so neat <laughs> that it's like that. Who would have thought? But that's the um, that's the benefit, I guess, of doing stuff that is year round. You know, you can yeah. always kind of revisit it and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I. Probably we have to put it on every. That's probably going to be one of my one of my uh, Christmas movies that I watch every hey. year. Because you know, <laughs> when we see people in music, I wasn't expecting. I was. I didn't know if y'all was going like a. You know how people will call it a movie, but it's like them performing the whole time with like one or two scenes. I thought it was going to be like that, but it's like no, you are actually acting. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's different. So yeah, thanks I'll for the feedback. Thank of you. Of course, like it's. <laughs> It's nice. I got David Adam Greer in there too. I was like, it's just, yeah, it's just. it was great working with him. <laughs> and the young lady that was a star in the film, very talented. We're still, yeah. you know, kind of keep in touch to this day. All of us, you know, just connected on social media. It's, you know, it's nice. I uh, <laughs> just saying this. It's funny how even back then they were talking about social media. I was like, this, this works totally different now. It works totally different. It's so cute how the technology eventually is going to yeah. totally date itself. <laughs> right? Wow. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is uh, Electric Cafe, too. Um, that, when I came out to me, I was like, all right, I got to get this, you know. Uh, Rocket was a big hit to me, especially the video. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't know if this is like unfortunate or fortunate. I can't hear Rocket in that way and not do the point. I just, I don't know why. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's cute. I have it to did. let Frank know, because I think Frank was the one who, who uh, choreographed us for Rocket. Yes, he did. I got to let him know he has another uh, staple. Yes, it's just, you got to just point. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just something that, that happens. But um, how did you, how did you feel when they were like, okay, we're going to do music again? Because you did did you you did sunflower or did you just do that that demo did you like i did that was uh, okay. the album that i came to the group with uh, so. okay okay i thought you did okay cool so but you did that and then they were like you know we haven't done music in a while let's do some or was it just like yeah i think we should do some music now where y'all just kind of pushed into it like fan we want music. Old. no because it's been like 14 years okay we we had not done any music new music like that in a long time or album let's say an album not new music um but yeah i think for that reason it's like wow there's no body of work in over 14 years and the cool thing about involved the brand it, it can keep going without putting out new music really so it's um it's up to us, I guess, to just desire to continue to stretch artistically and see what else can happen, you know, see what new things we can we can achieve or what new music we can do that would just move us and move the people who want to hear it, you know? Yes. Um, it's a, I really think people should go listen to it. Um, it's even though it's been out for, for a while, I still you should go listen to it still. Man. The cover. It's amazing as well. The cover is nice. So I was like, okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay. With you being in, in Vogue, I would call it, it's not a nostalgia group, but it is. It's been around for 32 years. But the, the music, I feel like, 
how can I put this? I feel like nostalgia is way bigger now than maybe it was 10 or even 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. Even in like 2009, it is people will want to see more nostalgic stuff than they did back then. So, yeah. I'm just going to say this year, y'all had a very nostalgic year. Uh, it's like y'all yeah. did, you know, your concert. Y'all did Dancing with the Stars. Y'all did the mixtape tour. Yeah. It's just a lot. Nostalgia. I feel like nostalgia is probably the biggest it's ever been as far as 80s and 90s. So I'm like, yeah, I like it. Especially with me being a nostalgia person. That's what's up. <laughs> but let's talk about <clears throat> the mixtape tour. Uh, yeah. How did that come about? If you even know, if you're involved in it, how did that come about? Or when you heard the news? Uh, I can't, I don't really remember how it came about per se, but definitely uh, when I heard the news, I thought it was an interesting pairing or interesting grouping. Um, when it landed on us, New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, and Rick Astley, I'm, we were like, wow, that is such an interesting combination. Not until we got into this thing did we realize how magical it was. Like, this is probably one of the most special tours I've been a part of. Yeah. Um, the, did you, if, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but anybody who yeah, went- I went. You did. I thought it was such a treat, you know, like the bounce back. It was never a dull moment. There were, you know, there was no downstage time. The rever- They were working one side, other side. One side. I yes. loved it. I love the com- the combination stuff, you know, where you can transition out with the other artists. Um, because of the way that it was positioned, you heard nothing but hit after hit after hit. It was just so cool in the costuming. Um, and I thought, um, I mean, Rick Ashley, he was singing his face off every night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Salt and Pepper wreck it every night. Um, I was, I was extra blown away with how um, New Kids on the Block carried that thing and their level of uh, energy. And work ethic, especially being, as you like to say, a nostalgic group. They're yeah. in great shape. They look really good. They have a lot of energy and they understand the assignment as far as I'm concerned. Like as far as loving on their fans, um, giving back, going through the audience, hugging and kissing the babies. Okay, like they did that thing. I was so impressed uh, with how they they handled that. Yeah, I'm a huge performance person. Like I... Performance is a big part of, I want to say my life, I watch performances a lot. So mm-hmm. yes, it, it, it was really uh, helpful uh, and, and insightful. But my, maybe my favorite thing about the tour is that it was act, like an actual mixtape. Like yeah. it wasn't like in Vogue and then so it was like everybody mixed in. And I really thought that was neat. Thought that was nice. Uh, that, was the most creative problem like this is creative because i don't think i've ever seen anybody do it like that so me either so impressive Uh, right so impressive super impressive outfits of course were all of y'all were amazing how was the mass singer and who chooses the songs do they give you songs well they have like a trough of songs if you will right and so we get to go and look in this big array of 
options and we can also make our own suggestions. And so by the time we finish, we end up landing on, you know, what we would really like to do. You also got to clear music for television. So some of the songs you might want to do, maybe you can't get it cleared, you know? Um, so they have an incredible music team over there, if you can as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And between the two of us, our side and their side, we landed on our songs. So I have a question that's never been done before. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all could were y'all able like were y'all able to choose an invoke? So like just, I'm, I'm just saying, even though they would know that it's you, maybe if like y'all switch it up and like Terry is singing the lead to hold on, would, would that still be a giveaway to some people or? Well, one thing we didn't sing any involved material. I think I, that would have. I been know, but I'm saying like, would that like who's gonna be like, oh, involved is singing their own song? Like, that's very true. Actually, yeah. we just said I'm like, wait a minute. Actually, yeah. that's thrown. People so I'm like, <laughs> even if y'all change though, y'all can have Terry singing, uh, hold on the leads or something. Like, even if y'all switch it up, but y'all still singing the song. I'm like, I think y'all would have. <laughs> fooled everybody but, but you know what's interesting even when we even when we thought i mean some some like terry has a signature vibrato you know what i mean yes, I, she yeah. lets that out a little bit they're gonna yes. like they picked it up i didn't even think people would guess cindy from um good as hell but oh no nah, that's you could tell it's, are you serious yeah yeah you could tell the giveaway because <laughs> i'm like how did they know what was you the can, giveaway uh it's just the way that she was, um, this, uh, the part where she was like, you go back out the door and she was holding it. Uh, okay, that part you knew tell. that was her tone. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then on either the same song or the next song, you can hear Terry saying, come on, y'all. And I was like, oh, well, then that's, that's Terry. <laughs> um, so you can tell. You can, you can tell. Um Funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how you can tell. And then the uh, the clues were good though. They gave y'all good clues to where nobody knew what it could be. Yeah, it was a, it, the first ones. I was like, I would have been all over the place. I don't know. Yeah. Then they brought out a, a heart and said, "Be modeling." Like, well, yeah, this? that what? one was weird. But the '90s thing, I think that's what gave people away too when they were like the yeah, it said 1990. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have Bradley Cooper. I was like, oh, well, hang on, Mr. Cooper. So it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, but the Say a Little Prayer was like, oh, this, this is the acapella part. I think I about died when I heard it. <laughs> so, oh, my God. We really yes. enjoyed it. That was a, a nice uh, touch, if you will. Yes, and then y'all wasn't done. Y'all said, you know what? We're gonna do dancing with the stars. Hey. Y'all did dancing with the stars again with Song Pepper from the you know, uh with them again. How was that? And and first of all, who came up with those outfits? <laughs> Hopefully you like them. <laughs> this was a, a a new stylist that we were working with, but he was absolutely amazing uh, to me. The way he was able, some stylists, it takes a second for them to pull uh, quite a few things. He came in with very few pulls and kind of had us pretty quickly like, psh. and I don't find that we're as difficult to um, style. You know, we kind of for the most part, a lot of the times go with the flow. So um, it just worked out. It just worked out and we enjoyed them. Yeah, I feel like y'all all have y'all different styles, but I feel like you are 
even if it's not, I feel like you're like the most the fashionista of the group, maybe. <laughs> really? Is that is that true or is that just only I reason why I'm saying that? I necessarily think that, but only I, reason why I'm saying that is because different performances, obviously, you will have like a feather, like not a feather, you know, what's the thing? Uh, fringes or like a yeah, a bow or something. You will have something, or you will have something hanging down. I'm like, oh yeah, I had some more avant-garde pieces. Yeah, so I'm like, maybe she's just the one that likes to have stuff hanging down while uh, sanitary. Just like, okay, we're just gonna have a, a skirt or a dress or whatever. And then you're like, I'm going with the, you know, every. I'm like, oh, I, I like I'll it. Just the, dances, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I I like it. It's. It's like y'all all three have y'all personalities and they all show in their clothes. So I, I really do like that. What's that. And then the orange as well. It's like, okay, y'all, you know, y'all know what y'all be doing. It's like, okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. Um, and then the hit court. Um hit court shows like I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I really I had to go back and watch it. Obviously, I had to That's go back, but I I liked it. Um, There's just a lot that I liked and a lot that y'all added. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, the jam session I felt like was nice too. The jam session with the uh, y'all did like MJ uh, yeah, cameo. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, this is a nice jam session. I could see how people in the crowd is gonna be like, all right, this is gonna get up and start singing and dancing to this. I liked it. Whose idea was it to be like, yeah, let's do a live concert for y'all 30th from Funky Divas? Interestingly enough, uh, one of Cindy's friends is uh, one of the owners at the Hitcore studio. And so I guess they had a conversation about bringing us there and what better way than to celebrate um, 30 years later after the Funky Divas record. Um, and we just kind of you took that as an opportunity to add some, some more material and refresh the show. And we're still we're still refreshing the show. So that's kind of exciting for us to do. You know, yeah, and y'all added those those songs for the mass singer as well. Some mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. That was like, fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh one of the last things I want to talk about is the ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. Everything has ups and downs. It's come back to saving your soul. Hello, life. <laughs> correct me, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but did you say that you got like one of your first jobs, actual jobs had like in your 30s? Yes, sir. So how do you talk about that? Because many people think I'm going to be on top and I'm just going to stay here. Not to say that you didn't, but, you know, sometimes stuff happens or you have to, you know, all right, money is a priority. I'm not getting money doing what I love sometimes. So how was that? Uh, you know, I, when I got a part of the group um, about five years in, and this was when they, I think I left the first time or the second, I can't remember. Um, for the ladies to come back together. I wasn't prepared. I had gotten complacent. I was chilling. And normally prior to that, I was meditating and, you know, visualizing and planting those seeds and watering them with my attention. I was very disciplined about manifesting the life that I chose for myself. Very um, um, uh, conscious, right? But when I, when that came up and I wasn't prepared, I hadn't been nurturing my network. You know how they say your network is your network. I'm like, I don't, I don't have these relationships developed in that way. I've been on cruise control, really. And so um, there were so many things that I had gotten away from. I won't say majorly, I mean, I'm still who I am, but to the level of discipline that I used to have, I had gotten away from some things and I think it just caught up with me. And then the next thing you know, bam, 
Um, I'm looking at an, a situation where I'm trying to push doors of opportunity open. They won't budge. Um, I don't know who to call. I feel like I'm starting over in the industry. I'm like, I've been doing this for, at that time, maybe over 20 some odd years. And I'm like, where do, who? <laughs> I didn't have to think about that. And so uh, I pretty much had to get back to the basics. Um, and after maybe a year or so of just not, or was, I don't remember how long it was that I wasn't working um, a, a show that I thought I was going to have eight months of work blew away. The recession came. I lost property. I mean, like it went, it's in the book. It was like I had, my world imploded, like everything just broke up into these little pieces. And then I was like scrambling to put things back together. Didn't know how to do all of that. I naively invested in the real estate market, like probably so many people. Um, and I was just dealing with the repercussions of either not so good decisions or not so good discipline. And next thing you know, you could be looking at a drought. And so that's what happened. And um, I remember in order to make some ends meet, because it's like, well, how long are you going to do this before? Like, what are we doing? right? You know what I mean? I had to reach out to a buddy of mine. Thank God he had his own like herbal company, alternative health company was a point of interest for me. And I was like, let me go over here and see if, you know, something tickles my fancy, if you will. And if I can create a, an avenue for myself, because at one point I didn't even know if I was coming back to the business. Because a lot of my counterparts fell off. It was like adapt or die. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people didn't make it. So um, while I did that, though, I did not waste what I have learned to call a winter. Like if life goes in seasons, the winter is like when you can't till the soil, right? The ground is hard, especially if you're in a cold climate. You can't turn it over. You can't plant no seeds. You can't water it. It is not the season for growing anything. It's the season for hibernating right? It's the season for pausing. So I was like, all right, self-inventory. What decisions did I make that got me to here to what I'm looking at? And I learned very early on in my 20s to take responsibility for my life. Even if I know why something happened, I still had control over how I saw it. I still had control over the meaning that I gave it. So I learned that a long time before. So I'm like, all right, Ro, what did you do that has you looking at the results you're looking at, basically? And so once I started to uncover that, I, I got back to the basics. I had to change my whole habit. I had to start getting up early. I was used to getting up whenever I wanted to. I was getting up religiously at like seven in the morning. Then I'm outside. I'm doing these breathing exercises. I'm learning from Tony Robbins. I'm like studying all the champions that are like super successful in their respective fields. What did they do to, to either put themselves back on track or to, um, to, to garner success? Because at this point, I'm not a kid anymore. I got to deliberately start creating my success again. So God knew what I needed, put me on my knees. One of the scariest times of my life, super stressful, money tight, the whole thing. But I did not waste my winter. I changed my habits in that time. I probably got three raises in a year just because I was such a little workhorse. I was like, I'm bringing 150% everywhere I go because I said, one thing I'm not willing to do is to be unhappy. So I, it won't be like this always. I was working my butt off. I was burning it at both ends. I was tired. But I was like, it won't be like this always. It won't be like this always. It was like my mantra. And I just did my best to turn my habits over, turn my perspective over. And while I did that, I was I decided to help other people. And one of the things I said is, um, you know, they told me I had a knack for giving good advice to people, whether family, friend, stranger, whatever. 
I thought way before that, oh, how cool would it be to be a life coach? But nothing pushed me to put real structure behind it. When I got put on my knees, when I was at this job, I was like, well, what am I going to do that makes me feel like I am truly living in purpose and on purpose? And so I started to help others while I helped myself. And that just kind of grew everything to where it is today. Wow. Mm-hmm. That. Wow. Okay. That's kind of closer to me as well, because I have a lot of friends that are child, um, that are child actors and actresses. And this sometimes happen where they're a child actor for like 10 years, but you know, when they get older, it's like, well, we don't want you anymore. So it's like, how do you have to change that? And uh, unfortunately, some of them have gone to drugs and, and come back on the other side or whatever the case is. So I'm, I'm it's actually like a good little, okay, I, I appreciate even hearing that because me know personally how it can affect people uh, hard too. I'm talking mm-hmm. about people that was on was on your favorite TV shows growing up, and I see them now, and it's like, uh, I can't even. Some of them I can't talk to. Not to be rude, was like I just don't know what to say. Sometimes it's hard to uh, go through that. But you you came back, you found mm-hmm. yourself, and. Uh, I have it written down in big letters. Talk about Miss R&B because I feel like that's 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 not Rona Bennett as Miss R&B because I've seen you perform. You are not Rona sometimes perform. You are. Ah! <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you you do something where you just I can see it. You see that you feel off the crowd, or it's when you're singing, and you just turn into some something else. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially on uh, "Don't Let Go," you uh, you just be like, "I'm shaking." Yes, Rona has left the building, and Miss R&B is here. Uh, So I just had to had to mention that in big letters, Miss R&B. But can you tell people about current projects that you have coming up? Whether it's you know more adding to the book or more. Um, anything. I, I and I also know that you sometimes go on IG live and talk about your experiences. So, Absolutely. Yeah, have any anything you want to tell the people about your current projects? Yeah, I definitely intend to continue the IG lives, and I want to. Uh, I'm coming up with a new podcast right now to to support saving your soul. Um, I will be expanding on the book. Wish me luck. Uh, I we're gonna be recording the ladies. We're you know still feeling spunky and um creative so we're going to get in the studio and see what that that births births um and then we're gearing up refreshing the show still because who knows what 2023 is going to bring so those are some of the things coming up yes also just for me i'm i just have to ask is there at some point have y'all thought about even doing a live album of like just record the show but put on the album because yes <laughs> i'm like we i need like i said i'm a performance person so once i hear the performance version that version stuck in my head not the original version so yeah it's like beats and notes that are in performance i'm like i need to hear those so that well that's good uh wind at our backs what you just said, because we have been tossing around this idea of a live record. It's something that people have asked of us. And um, I think something that we probably could do and and have something really special come out of it. So I I will say something again, right? Like bring that to the forefront. 
and, and maybe it's just even me because like you know i'm like all right i got the you know the temptations live albums i got the jacksons like it's just nice when you hear these different beats when you hear it live it's just it's more i like the live versions more than the original because it's more vibrant and like i said some added notes or added something to right it. right right added <laughs> feel added authenticity added texture added humanity yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Can you let everybody know where to find you and where they can get Saving Your Soul and, and where they can listen to it as well? Absolutely. You can listen to it at Audible. Um, you can also get the Kindle version at Amazon and you can get the paperback or the hardcover. Really the paperback. I got some hardcovers, but those are at RonaBennett.com. So R-H-O-N-A-B-E-N-N-E-T-T.com. And then all my social media handles are there. If you want to learn about my school, Personal Power University, that's at RonaBennett.com. And then our, our tour date. So just go there for everything. That's the hub. Yes. Yeah. Please go see them on tour. Please go get this book. Come Please. Yes. Yes. Watch the Christmas <laughs> movie fun. as well. Yeah. Watch, watch the Christmas movie. Do, do, do all the stuff you need to do. Thank uh, you. And before we get out of here, do you have a special message before you have any words to say to the people before we before we get out of here? Just thank you for all of the support after all these years. I mean, just like you mentioned, uh, the supporters of the, the Mouse Club. I think that's such a special group of people that has followed us through time and just an incredible support system. So much love to you. And thank you to everybody I've met along the way that has supported my career. Something I've done along the way. I appreciate you. And I hope you like more of the things that are coming. Yeah. <laughs> more things are coming. I can already tell you how excited she is. More things are coming. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say from Rona, from me, prime time is all the time. And we're out. Mm -hmm.